everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Psychic on the Scene. I swear that you do that to me on purpose to get me to laugh when I just start to say hello to the listeners. So I'd like to welcome D. Scott. Yay! And my lovely co-host, Michelle Line Polito. Hey there. And you're lovely. You are lovely. Very lovely. And the very, very lovely Jake Paul. Hello. <laughs> He's back again. And tonight's first episode, we are going to be discussing love and how to attract love by use of probably, you know, intention, magic. Um, right? <laughs> Weapons. <Yeah>. Weapons. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, thank you, Jake, for coming. Thank you for having exciting. me. So, and he gave us beautiful gifts. Oh, um, tell us about our gifts that you got us. Okay, so on the menu tonight is... <laughs> on the menu tonight? Yes. <laughs> so, these are um, spell jars. And so, spell jars, I mean, there's lots of uses for them. But spell jars so are... Good. For me, in my practice, I use these as like generators, kind of anchors to hold down a man, uh, an intention. Um, so it's a little bit different than like, um, you know, seven day candles, spells that take, you know, a couple days. These are things that you can have for indefinite amount of time. Um, these will just bring love in, attract love to you, yourself, um, relationships, people around you, friendships even, not always just, you know, romantic. Right. Um, so this is just to keep everything flowing, um, no stagnation, anything like that. And then I also gave you the two tea lights so you can make wishes on the spell jar, attract even that. more things in. So if you want specific intentions, it's just even more energy. It's like... um. It's kind of like when you set intentions during like certain moon phases. Right. It's just an opportunistic, energetic thing. Um, so yeah, I think I think yeah. making specific intentions, whenever it is, but the mm-hmm. moon just kind of helps. Yeah. But mm-hmm. during certain yeah, times, I, I really do think it works because you're too. more focused. Your energy is more laser beamed. What did you put in those? Yeah. Okay, so... All of these have um, red roses that were given to a loved one. Um, so I, so that has that sentiment in them too. Uh, they have pink Himalayan salt in there, so it keeps everything very clean, very pure. Um, again, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like sage when you don't want to put sage in something. It's okay. a little prettier. <laughs> <laughs> there are rose hips. There is um, stevia. There Ooh. is um, archangel resin incense in there. Uh, what else do we have? We have dandelion for wishes. Uh, so it's it's Ooh. literally it's quite literally to make wishes and to attract more and more love into your life oh and gosh. it never loses potency and it's all been reiki charged too. Oh, oh gosh. I love it! You know, oh, and also rose quartz is in there too. Oh, the love stone! Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome! <laughs> you know, good stuff. So, talk to us. Um, we were going to have somebody else on, and they didn't want to be on not because they don't believe in putting out the intention mm-hmm. of love. They didn't want it to be. Um, the use of like witchcraft mm. right um for attracting love mm. and because that can backfire on you <laughs> so d scott's looking very puzzled like <laughs> no so and i totally episode. appreciate what she was saying about mm. that so tell us what you tell your clients about attracting love manifesting mm. love manifesting soulmates mm-hmm. that's a biggie with valentine's just passed um, I, I've gone mind. through, everybody's talking about soulmates. And I found this year, I don't know about you guys doing readings, that I have one or two clients the cli- in, in the love realm. They've either found out that the love of their life, the person they thought was the love of their life, has been totally lying mm-hmm. and cheating on mm-hmm. them. Yep. And like it just happened, this last like full moon, new moon. Yes. Tons of phone calls about that. And it could have been five years together, six years together, whatever. Or, out of the blue, 
the other clients are finding the true soulmates. They've done the work, mm-hmm. and out of thin air, they meet somebody. Or it's someone uh, who was there all along, and suddenly the veil was lifted. I've had a couple of those, too. Right. I have not had that, but that's um, that's a biggie. It just seems like it's one or the other right now. So um, wh- how would you start somebody on this? So <clears throat> just to double back to what we were first talking about, um, and I do always say to people, it's kind of... Okay, let's pack that a little bit here. So <laughs> love magic is one of the oldest forms of magic. It, 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 it truly sense. is. Um, but because it's such a potent and useful tool and it truly does work that, you know, it, we're humans, you know, so there's opportunity for the ego to step in and to do things from an ego-based uh, mm. point of view. And mm-hmm. so... Whenever I do anything manifesting magic, anything like a love spell, anything like that, um, I always tell people to make your net as broad as possible. Whenever you are yeah, aiming you to before. a specific person, you are automatically interfering with the law of free will. And so when we when we trespass on other people's opportunity to choose for themselves, mm-hmm. we will have repercussions or we will have little hiccups that come back to us. Not saying that that can't work. It's just that far often than not, we will have way too many things come back to us. And it's not necessarily like the threefold laws. What you'll hear in magic a lot is like what you put out there, you'll get three times back Mm -hmm. to you. I don't necessarily think that it's like that, but it's whenever you trespass on universal laws like that, things will come back to you that you didn't anticipate and that you aren't prepared for. Mm -hmm. And so it really just makes it not worth it anyway. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you'll just walk away with the life lesson of just knowing that that wasn't the right space to come from. I will tell you that one of the things I had done, I did it years ago, was I had in my mind a certain person. Mm-hmm. And every time I lit a candle, a red candle or a pink candle, mm-hmm. during the full moon, new moon, I even inscribed the name. John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It hasn't worked yet. So, um, <laughs> still waiting. So we're still waiting on John Cena. So that person, I had listed out all the attributes, mm-hmm. that person showed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem with it was they the right weren't guy. available. Right. They oh. showed up and they were raring to go. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you have a wife? <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, little glitch here. <laughs> and I actually had called Michelle and said, I was not specific enough with my list mm-hmm. about what I wanted. And I should have put them there. That was a non-negotiable. Available. It seemed like one after another of unavailable men that were raring to go kept showing up. So I really had to get clear about that. It's like I always kind of like say this as an analogy. You can always knock on the door. They will always open it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they were prepared for company. You know? Oh, my Uh, God. That's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. I did a spell, a love spell years ago, and I thought I had met the right person Mm -hmm. and i followed a spell from a spell book and did the whole thing and put the an apple wrote the name put a tree and boy that relationship lasted three more months than it needed to and it was (laughs) yes serious he was was, so what you're saying he was a bad apple yeah oh my god yes (laughs) and that's the same guy with the the psychic reading and the phone call oh wow okay answering machine one but yeah Mm -hmm. so i learned to I didn't. I just didn't dabble for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so again, cast that wide, that you know net as wide as you can, and be more specific about the traits of people that you want in your life. The traits. the 
types of energies and the feelings that you want to manifest in that relationship, not necessarily a specific person because, you know. So smart. It, I mean, how many times have you done a reading for somebody and they'll tell you exactly what they think they need and what they think that they want and then you do the reading and then it it's turns like, out no. all the way at the end. It's completely not on par with well, what spirit will, intends. I've had so many times where, uh, you know, like I might be feeling bummed mm -hmm. about my relationship status or a relationship mm -hmm. and what's the best lesson is going and talking to other people men right. and women who are obsessed with somebody mm -hmm. that you think oh girl walk it walk mm -hmm. it off <laughs> like he is not for you mm -hmm. and it's good because at that moment i'm saying oh this could be me Mm -hmm. Yeah, this could mirror. be me, mm -hmm. and it's like a, you know that that kind of reflecting back and going, yeah, no, I don't want, I don't want to be that. Mm -hmm. Let me help you, but I don't want to be that. It, so yeah, yeah, it's just a rabbit hole that you know. At the end of the day, <laughs> the time investment is not is not <laughs> worth it, you know. Um, but yeah. So did you do a little love spell before you met the love of your life? <laughs> He was here with us in the studio. Oh, you know, I don't cast and tell. Um, no, I don't okay. cast and tell. <laughs> oh, God, you're so funny. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, a, a good love spell has a bunch of different components to it. It's never just exactly one step. It's, uh, you know, asking Archangel Michael to cut off old cords, letting go, mm -hmm. you know, really doing that spring cleaning because it all has to come from home first. You know, you have to spring clean and get, get all of your ducks in a row before you expect another person to come in and, you know, share well, that space with you. And you did know? you feel like you were ready, ready? Like, you know, that it was, you were, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of just like something that happened, you know, it, I right least time. expected yeah. it. It was just the, the connection that we both, I don't know if we both anticipated it to be like such a deep, you know, connection right <laughs> off the bat. It's, you know, the minute I met him, you know, it. We immediately hit it off, and that's just like you know. And he lived around the corner, Aww. thirty seconds away. I could spit so sweet. and touch his house, <laughs> and so I did. And so, yeah, exactly, <laughs> several. <laughs> but yeah, it, usually, usually a good love spell is something that you put out the intention to there. You really mm -hmm. force that out into the universe, and then it comes back to you when it's supposed to come back. You know, don't put predetermined timelines because you can let yourself down doing that. You know, right, it's I again, it's our own personal timelines, our own personal egos will tell us that this has to happen by this time. Oh yeah, and then it doesn't happen, and then you kick yourself because you're asking yourself, oh, "What work. did I do yeah. that didn't manifest that?" You know, but the the minute you really just we were listening. That's so funny. We were listening to somebody else talk about earlier. You know, surrender. Really have to. You have to give something to the universe for mm -hmm. them to fully give you all of their blessings back. It's it's oh. a, it's an equal exchange. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's never usually just um something for free. I um I if if I were to give the step by step, one of the things is what you just said is that mm -hmm. soul cord cutting. Mm -hmm. oh, you're not you're important. supposed to take the root out, and I did not know that. And it was like over the summer and I sat down and I did the soul cord cutting with a lot of negativity relationships in my life. Mm -hmm. So it says when you're doing the meditation for it, it said, do not be surprised if the person that you're cutting away from your life Shows spiritually, up. that bond feels it and reaches out to you. Mm -hmm. And boy, they do. <laughs> I no sooner got done with the meditation. I got up from the chair, picked up my phone, 
And one ex texted, who I haven't heard, hadn't heard from in months. You could feel it. It said, like, you know, I hope you're doing well. Um, you know, everything okay. I'm thinking, whoa, uh-huh. universe is weird. <laughs> Picked up the rest of my things, walked to my car, and then I looked down again, and another ex mm. had texted and said, don't know why, but you're on my mind. And I was like, this is some freaky shit. <laughs> I so, know why. <laughs> one of the things that they say about that is, do not feel it's kismet. And that you need to, especially I think with women or the feelers, that we feel empathetic, that we have to reach back Mm -hmm. out and and say, well, well, maybe the universe is telling me that this person is supposed to be in my life. Mm -hmm. If they haven't done the work, they're not supposed to be there. It's not your work. And they're just feeling you taking their hook out of you. Right. So I always think now, now especially, I think that like I kind of had the pyramid wrong. You have to have that done first mm-hmm. that you obviously love and care enough about mm-hmm. yourself that you're not doing the chasing and that these these other things that are drawing away your energy yeah. are are done, but that you don't have to react on it. And it was Barb that said, um, she goes, well, you can't just do a soul cord cutting. You have to do it like in a shamanic practice. You have to remove the root. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like a weed and it grows back stronger. Mm-hmm. Energetic and, weed killer. And she wow. is, I'm telling you, she could not have been more right because they did. They came back stronger. Mm-hmm. And then and the, the empathetic need to fix it my oh, need God. to yep. say, oh, it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. You're okay. We're okay. And it's I don't like, have to. Why? <laughs> right. Now I get that. But it Yeah, took, but we it, do. It's, it's, so, it's a thing that we really to teach ourselves and to learn because I think we just want to jump in and make things all right for everybody. And right. It's not our job. So, but then, then I think it's okay to make the clear list. Mm-hmm. What are some rituals mm. that... <laughs> he goes, <laughs> his eyes got big. <laughs> yeah, they, they right that up there. you would recommend for our listeners for attracting love. For attracting love, what are some go-to rituals? Um, go-to. <laughs> is this pre or post uh, the cord cutting and taking out the root? Oh, you pro. Oh, that's a good question. Two different. Uh, two different. All angles. right. Well, then tell okay, us. Tell, tell us, us what the both are. If okay. Pre- so if we are pre, we haven't even you know taken out those cords or anything like that. It, it's it's a mixture of both. And you're doing that at the same time. I always say to people when you are taking out the root or you're going to cut a cord and remove all of that, you do have to. It's kind of like I'm um, filling in, you know, the road when there's a pothole in there. Mm-hmm. You have to fill in that space or else when you try to drive your car over it, it's going to take your axle so out up. and it's going to be very um, jarring, you know. Uh, so when you are doing that, removing the root, you have to do some things like maybe positive affirmations or even just asking your loved ones and your angels to fill that space with love, with self-care, confidence, right. trust, um, fill that gap in there. So that void isn't so apparent, you okay. know, in the first energy repairs itself and it all comes back together. But that can. That's you, a very good point. Yeah. If it's you forget to fill point. that, then you've still got a little bit of that healing up there. And then so when that person does come back around, you've got, oh, well, I've still got a little piece of the puzzle here open. I could I could fit you in, you know. <laughs> if they've yeah. done their work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before you, while you're doing the cord cutting and when you're taking out the root, you really want to surround yourself with, I would say, rose quartz you really want to do. Emerald is really nice, too. Mm. Selenite, even more importantly. Um, I know that selenite isn't always on people's list of love things, but selenite is ruled by the moon, and the moon controls our emotions yeah, and our perfect. feelings, those subconscious things that stay in the background, too. So it clears out all of that, and then the emerald and the rose quartz can really charge and bring all of that loving constructive energy it's kind of like um when you're taking the weeds out of your garden you want to put a little bit more fertilizer in so then right. when you put your rose bush in it's got more than enough nutrients there 
because nice. the weed have been sucking it out the whole time. Oh, I love that. You know, nice. So that's well, that's, you're an analogy girl. That's why. <laughs> yes, I am an analogy girl. <laughs> um, and then so for post post work post op. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once you're put back together. Yes, then exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Sismore. Um, so when uh, after that, that's when you can really get into the nitty gritty of saying, okay. Um, sitting yourself down you can I always like to light candles set up sacred space for yourself first mm-hmm. of all um, all of the best work with your own internal um, putting out manifestations is when you're in sacred space when you're in a room in your house that nobody else can barge into and interrupt you and um, oh God, that's so important you know it's setting intentions and do, then doing ritual work or um, magical work like mm-hmm. this is two very different things you know you can set intentions and do those things you know driving in the car or you right. know right when you're in the bathroom for five minutes you know <laughs> but ritual work is much more meditative indeed. meditative ancient old mm. things connecting with the soul connecting with everything that makes you who you are um so creating sacred space make sure that you are in a good neutral environment that is comfortable for you to do all of this and then you have to be also very open and honest with yourself um so a lot of times we do this kind of self-trickery when we're doing intention work <laughs> um where we forget little things or we don't want to add like oh i want this certain trait in somebody because I have an ex of mine that, you know, betrayed yes, me. Agreed. So we forget to add those sprinkles in. But I think that it all comes like when you step out and look at the macro level, you do have to acknowledge the shadow to really also embrace the light oh, yeah. too. Um, it's it's a culmination of everything. So well, one of the things I do is, is not so, obviously it's a work in progress, but I make sure that any, almost all of what's happened in the relationship, once I see what it is, if it's negative, that I actually take responsibility, mm-hmm. even for their actions. I'll yeah. say, I allowed that. Mm-hmm. I allowed that to be in my life. I allowed that to be a part of what this relationship was. Once I do that, mm-hmm. there's actually a freedom connected to it. And then I just recently started, I've, I've talked on other podcasts about when I'm working out, I use I am statements. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to affirmations. So especially for people that are trying to rebuild Mm self-love, I think that I am uh, statements are extremely important because the second you start to get down or you start to like, I think we we mourn a lot more for the relationship we thought it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yes. So we that's where you really lose yourself because you think, well, what if I had just been prettier? What if I had just been Mm. more? I'd been have more money. I had whatever smaller ass. Um, (laughs) I like my ass. (laughs) (laughs) He got bigger. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, um, if if those if statements, you know, that you like plague yourself with, if you can switch that energy to the I am, Mm -hmm. you immediately feel like you're glowing, like Mm -hmm. you're you're back to your old self. The person that probably attracted that other person to begin with, even if it wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the things. What do you feel about? because it just occurred to me, dreams, mm. where you do some of the soul cord cutting. Mm. And I get a lot of clients at Essence, and this happens to me, and their ex is showing up in their dreams. Yes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it might be unfinished business, but are you of the notion that the other person is thinking of them, or is that all a part of the soul cord? This is so multifaceted. I know. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead, because it so is. I. I Whenever you have cords with other people, you know, we're dear reader, we're taking up these roots and cutting out that connection, but that other person has the opposite end of that rope. You know what I mean? Right. So they 
feel something. Can, yeah. So they can be very much not to equate the, your ex as a, as a weed, but they can try <laughs> to grow can. themselves back. It's they fine. can try to reach back in an attempt to put that mm-hmm. back together because it's equally, you know, it's a little bit of a drawing process when you do that. It, mm-hmm unearth some things in yourself and so it can do so to the other person too um so i think that could also be a very like psychic connection to you know when you're thinking about them putting that energy out there and also focusing on letting them go they will kind of reverb in your psyche um but also um even just talking about like soulmates for a minute you know we meet you might have an ex who was completely toxic and that stuff, but they were probably something you were meant to experience. Amen. Yes. You know, Amen. This is, to learn from. And this all goes back to, you know, the soul contracts that we felt when we come into this life. You know what, what I mean? What were we thinking we, <laughs> sometimes? We kind of put terms and conditions and we yeah. agree to step into relationships and we mm-hmm. agree to meet certain people so that we could, at the end of the day, walk away with some level of understanding and knowing, mm-hmm. like, okay, that's where my boundary starts. You know, that's. Yes. that's and I can do that again. Know, I want to stop you there for one yeah. second. That brings up the three kinds of love, mm-hmm. which I've talked about before, and it's super important. Mm-hmm. There is kindred, soulmates, and then there is the twin flames. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that contract. The kindreds are, are you know, you could have a pony mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is a kindred soul, your grandma. You know, those are people that it's just easy for you to love back and forth. Yeah, there us. isn't any push or pull. It just is. Um, soulmates, I'm a firm believer that a real soulmate, you give up nothing of yourself and it only adds to your life. Mm-hmm. It is ease. Mm-hmm. There isn't any kind of a conflict. It's just happiness. It's just joy. Mm-hmm. Twin flame masks itself as a soulmate. There will be a lot of kismet connected to it. Dates, birthdays, how they met. Mm-hmm. It's magical. But almost it's from the very get-go of connecting to them. You have to start to give up yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling listeners right now, if there is a relationship that you need to alter who you are, oh, God. whether it is on a Run spiritual, away. emotional level, physical level, that you think, oh, okay, I'll negotiate that. Mm-hmm. And they are giving up nothing, even if they say they are, because they're gaslighters, mm-hmm. um, that they that you are doing that, that is a twin flame. And what does that mean? Twin flames typically are the mirror of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the ones you're supposed to learn the lesson. You are not supposed to spend seven years figuring that out. (laughs) If you send seven minutes, that's a good thing. And then you can turn around and say, oh, I had to learn a life lesson. That's that again, that's on me. Mm -hmm. So that's when you're talking about that, that's really what that is Mm -hmm. all about. It's about the learning the lesson yourself so that you're better for the next mm-hmm. and re- you know prepared for the next and sometimes yep. don't you think that you might not even end up with the right person unless you had shaped yourself through the people that weren't right for you yeah oh, oh my god yeah it's it, it's it's like um when you're competing in the olympics you know every round that you're doing is preparing you for the final you know that final challenge that final race that final lap that you're supposed to be doing but everything in between you know your start and your finish did help you did contribute to your mm-hmm. success at the end and did get you that medal at the end if you win but <laughs> can i ask you a question you were talking about sacred spaces yeah do you have an altar because i'm i have a space i like to keep mm-hmm. and mine too yeah yeah you know, like the love jar i can't wait and i do a little just very rudimentary feng shui in my house mm-hmm. so i have the love area which is the back right hand corner if mm-hmm. you're facing standing at the front door looking in that's where this will go mm-hmm. and then you know oh wait a minute i don't know that you don't know that i only know about feng shui is that i'm supposed to have two of everything that's for the love area 
the back right hand corner my of your bed house. <laughs> 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 no i'm i'm not i'm kind of kidding but i'm not kidding um is there someone else the lights okay. are flickering in our hallway oh interesting so um <laughs> <laughs> we have company no but so explain then about the feng shui okay feng shui and like i said i'm not for like, attracting somebody mm-hmm. for for the love area if you're looking into your if you're standing in the door, doorway of your house looking in the back right hand corner of your home upstairs downstairs that's the love area and you want it to be have the colors pink purple uh, draw in love energies mm-hmm. red is good pairs of things like i have two pink candles and two mm-hmm. uh, pieces of the rose quartz there as well and i have this kind of tacky blown glass like swan where they're the, the necks are making a heart <laughs> and i have that in in the back right hand corner of the house just pairs of anything and they don't even need to be pink but pairs pictures that come in twos two chairs two mm-hmm. love seats anything like that it's creating a space for mm-hmm. that and all of the wonderful things that Jake Paul has mentioned about you know, bringing love in that's a perfect area and keep it keep it neat if you have a cluttered love area you're gonna have a cluttered love life mm. but and then you know there's a, the other areas of the Bagua map and if I can figure it out I'll put it on the uh, on our website and our, okay, our yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah. page and I just have a very simple rudimentary um, map that you can place over your house and figure out what to do the wealth corners also a good one so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that another time Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so much. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, so so with the, your your sacred space, do you mm-hmm. have a sacred space in the different rooms, or do you have one room that you keep, like, you know, your love jar, or any other jar that you use for manifestation? So if I'm actively manifesting anything, so I work with um, an altar at home, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a glorified um, old entertainment stand that I made into <laughs> I that. a very large uh, table space for myself. So it keeps um, <laughs> statues of any deity that I'm working with. I keep stones, card decks that I'm working with that are just um, a reflection of my relationship with the season that we're going through right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then so I keep all of my active spell work or my active jars that I'm manifesting things on, even candles that I'm um, preparing and working with. I always keep them there charging at my space because my altar is kind of like my my church if you want to say that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's that's where i can go and just plug in with my with source with the energy with everything where i'm outside of myself and truly just in my power you know Mm. and so i do so when you set up sacred space for yourself even the days where you just aren't feeling it you know you can go to your altar you can go to your sacred space and just get that energy back to yourself because you it's kind of like a child you know you raised it and you nurtured it and you gave it all this energy so when you come to it when you need something it can give that back to you you know it's great a nice space to recharge mm-hmm. and get your power and get your energy um so that's where i set mm-hmm. all of my intentions for the day you oh, know I love that. in the morning or in the night if i needed to do anything kind of um, crazy releasing it think of it like um ghostbusters it's like the portal to the <laughs> to the other side you right. know right um but okay. yeah i keep all of my a- anything that i'm actively working on actively trying to manifest i always keep it right on my altar to keep it empowered um and to also be able to keep an eye on it you mm. you build a cord to your sacred space too so if you have things that are working there but you're out at the grocery store tap in with yourself and ask how everything's working on your altar you'll know Ooh, you know fascinating mm-hmm. I never okay of it that way never did mm-hmm. that way <laughs> so yeah keep artwork it's kind of like remote yeah it's 100 percent that and that's how like if i make people um candles like um seven day candles for other people i made it at my altar and i have something ultimately that ties me to that candle so i can if i'm sitting with myself check in on that progress check in on them. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. so i'll have an idea if something's weighing it Jeez. down or something's blocking it because i put my energy into it energy doesn't die it just sticks around you know mm. what i mean um 
I'm um, gonna get a lot of calls after this podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I need that candle. <laughs> I, well, he does. Those candles are amazing. Oh my gosh! Do you have a shop yet? I, I, it's on Etsy. I funny right? enough, I'm just now coming around to selling my actual magical working um, spell things and like that. Uh, it was much easier to put for sale, you know, energy work and um, sessions, things mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know. I think it's kind of because like. Um, I'm just a witch first. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, my like magical workings and things like that, those are my children, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I was holding on to those for so long until I was ready to kind of send them off I got, yes. to everybody, yes. you know? Yeah, but absolutely. Also, at the same time, like, I think that that's... I, as, I'm just a witch first, so everything that I do after that is all magical. My psychic work, working with angels, doing Reiki sessions, that is magic, you know? Even right. if you're a self-proclaimed witch, you know, you're doing... You're doing the craft, doing magic, mama, yeah. you know? Right, right. All um, the time looking for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. if you want, bring those when you do the psychic fair in April. Yes. Because you can set up your whole table however I you know. want. I'm very excited. Woo-hoo. So, too. <laughs> you obviously you use candles. And, yeah. and, and do you use oils also? Mm-hmm. I love essential oils when I'm working with anything. When I'm do- reading, spellcraft, just meditation, oils are, not only do they have really great health benefits, spiritual benefits, they also carry vibrations in certain oils that'll take you into certain places too. Um, but I also think that even just on a sensory level, you know, right. we are all sensory people. And so when you smell an aroma that, that you know, evokes a memory of love or evokes just nice you know, airy fairy feelings in yourself right. that puts you in a psychological space that prepares mm. you for that work. You know, oh, yeah. a lot of healing work and a lot of magic work is equal parts psychological and also equal parts energy and woo woo. <laughs> you know, it is. it's a lot of woo woo. <laughs> um, do you have a special oil, mm-hmm. essential oil, that either for manifesting love mm-hmm. or for raising your vibration for mm-hmm. love that you recommend? Lately, for me, I've been working with. Um, I'll either use rose essential oil. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use. Uh, oh, what's the other word for rose Actually? oil? No. Oh. Um, um. Oh, it's escaping me. That's that's unfortunate. Not rose geranium, is it? Geranium. Yes. Oh. I, <laughs> you. I she must be you. psychic. She must be psychic. <laughs> she picked it out of the air. But yeah, um, rose geranium. Mm-hmm. I really love frankincense too. Um, mm-hmm. I love frankincense. Uh, frankincense has so many other you know layers to it, but frankincense just really puts me into that sacred again sacred space and just really like you're doing some powerful work here. So yeah, um, rose geranium, frankincense. I really love lavender too, and I know mm-hmm. that that's not always like on the list of like um love oils. Let's say lavender is just a really peaceful, comforting energy and aroma to be working with so whenever you're feeling at peace and in a nice vibration for yourself whenever you're doing any work you're automatically just going to be doing it 10 times better you oh, know? absolutely um i always it, put oil on before i do reading. yes but i also love um citrusy oils too so tangerine bergamot um i think that they'll have a very um citrusy just puts you in a really nice optimistic high vibrational mood anyway and then there's also that kind of um earthy I don't know, sultry kind of smell to them too. So it makes Grounding, you feel very yeah. grounded, confident, and, you know, just in your power too, you know. It's, well, it, it comes down to whatever makes you feel good yes. or, or makes your vibration come up. And a lot of times if it is mm-hmm. citrus, it does do that for you mm-hmm. or it just kind of takes you to the outdoors. Like if it's middle of winter and you smell citrus, it actually makes you feel happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just so, those oranges with the cloves in it that people do at Christmas time. Right. Mm-hmm. The Victorian, right. The yeah. era. So that's, I, I think that that actually has a lot of merit 
if it's mm-hmm. something that makes you happy, then use what makes you happy. It, listen, if it gets you where you're going, where you're trying to go, then keep right. doing it. It's mm-hmm. a tool in the toolbox, you know. Exactly. When you look online and you look at books and they give you all these lists of herbs and these lists of oils and things like that, you don't have to use every single one of them. This is just an option for you to pull from. So that's right can for you. Feel, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they're not always going to be on your radar. And sometimes you might not use an oil. If you're not feeling like you need to do that, then well, and, do that. and as I don't know about you guys, yeah. that my daughter has one of those, you know, that mm-hmm. she uses. The diffuser? Mm-hmm. The diffuser. Mm-hmm. I walked by the one day and mm-hmm. I literally was like, whatever <laughs> she had in it. And yeah. it brought back a bad memory. Mm-hmm. And so why would you, if, if something like that in there, you know, geranium, gave you bad memories, don't, well, use, don't use it. That. Even if they're yeah. telling you to use that for mm-hmm. love, don't use it if it's going to make you feel like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't use jasmine. People say, I would use jasmine for that. That I can't. I don't know what memory it is, but that's not, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, I had something else, too. Yeah. Do you have a lot of clients that when they're talking about love mm-hmm. or a person that they're involved with, mm-hmm. and I, I seem to, that it's um past lives. Oh, God, yes. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, it's it, storytelling. And acknowledging your own storylines is such a pivotal part of the human experience. And so, you know, our our storyline is not just this physical reality that we're living right now. It's the life before that, before that, before Mm. that. And so, you know, some books are anthologies and they go on for several, (laughs) several volumes, you know, and so each volume could be your life. And so if you didn't end a storyline in the way that you needed it to in the last life or that it never ended itself, period, it's going to trickle itself into this life. It's always trying to, because everything, there's always a, whenever there's a start, there's always going to have to be a finish, you know, it's all circuitous. It always has Mm -hmm. to finish itself, Mm, you know. Um, I find that a lot and that's, I get people and that when I do the soul fragment work, you know, with clearing, I do soul fragments Mm. and that's when you've got a piece of yourself that's broken off and it's out there like a mini me ghost wandering around the Mm -hmm. earth plane. A lot of those are related to uh love because it's those really strong human emotions that make a piece of you break off and they're still looking and wandering right and looking for that and that's what i i love doing that work because it can be really profound i think so much is past life when people just can't seem to let go there's just something about him there's something about her i can't let go i often think and you think really i mean it's heartbreaking when they do that and they treat them, you know, it's being treated so I don't badly. see it. You know, oh you talk gosh. about the, uh, love. Obviously, there's different kinds of love. We love, like, mm-hmm. I love my children. You don't seem to have that when people are talking about their kids. They'll accept certain facets of their personality, mm, right. but they'll say, but I don't like this about them, or I don't, mm-hmm. I wish they could change this. Mm-hmm. It's only when it has to do with what they think is soulmate or love relationships that they are more willing to accept the negatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll go, well, you know, he had a hard life. Who hasn't had a hard life? Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, get in line. Get in line. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. But exactly. we don't do that like with our- we make excuses for Right. People. We don't yeah. do that. We don't make the excuses as much for, I don't see it as much, I should say, with, with people like parents with their kids. And right. It's odd. I think it's unconditional with kids. And then I think sometimes when you're making excuses for a person, you're kind of trying to convince yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it almost has like a li- there's like almost a little bit of fear that comes to it because mm, everybody yes. we all Am have I this being a fool? <laughs> yes we all have this preconceived notion that it only happens once you know or that we only meet the one person one time or that you the one relationship that you're in in this moment that has maybe been lasting the past ten years you think that that's 
the only only one. one. You know, and so if there's any signs that, you know, this might be ending or this person's starting to do things where you have to overextend yourself, you're now worried and you're just acting from a place of like, oh, well, I can spin this plate. I can spin this plate. Look what I can do, you know? And then you're trying to impress these people and trying to put on this show to keep this crowd, you know? Right. Um, Acting from a place of fear rather than love and trust. I mean, love and fear are one of the, are two of the most powerful uh, uh, facets of the human experience, you know, Don't and you it's think very they're almost easy. like a flip side of each other. They are two sides of the same coin, one hundred percent. But also to go back to um, when we were talking about oils and things that um, right, evoke right. little um, maybe negative experiences. I put uh-huh. air quote. I'm putting air quotes behind the word negative. Because, uh, <laughs> I truly don't think that there's anything truly negative. I think that there's just maybe experiences that bring us discomfort. Um, mm-hmm. But if you are having something that brings up odd memories and like you were saying that um, Jasmine, you don't know what it was bringing right. up for you. I always encourage people to sit with that in your private time. Like do something, take a whiff of that, <laughs> of that rose oil or something. Sit with that journal about it. Write what comes to your mind and see what's up there because, you know, we always are on Well, how many times have you smelled something? I, yes. I don't know about you. I've smelled something and then all of a sudden I'm instantly angry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're like walking through like Crossgate's Mall and you're like, oh, and now I feel like, you know, hurting somebody. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm only kidding. I'm, I hate I'm when that not, happens. But that's, there, it has to do mm-hmm. with you remembering a time maybe you didn't have a chance to stand up for yourself yeah. or whatever. So, I, I that is a very good point that they should sit with that and maybe meditate. And I'm always telling people in. not to forget about that metaphorical mug, uh, rug that we're always sweeping things under. <laughs> you know, we always sweep things underneath it. It's the ice cube that you kick underneath your refrigerator, but you never go up to clean. You know, <laughs> and then it, the puddle you slip in later. Right? And it's the puddle you slip in later, literally. <laughs> if that's oh, not God. a reoccurring theme for a lot of people, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, go back to that rug every once in a while, especially when it comes to love. See what you swept underneath there, what you put to the side because you just did not have time to deal with it and then it again storylines every story we we start we have to finish it you know share with us one of the most successful um practices or stories that you know from either yourself or a client that Mm -hmm. did something like this and then it actually happened (laughs) uh so (laughs) so i love the chuckle i don't want to name any names but um somebody very close to um our family uh I made a candle for one day, um, and this was after you know they had an ex- they had experienced a relationship. They had already kind of put that to the side and worked all of that out. Um, and then they truly got to a space where they were putting their best foot forward and really just saying like, you know what, I'm me. Like I'm just putting it out there. And then if anybody else is you know trying to dance to this beat, then like awesome, cool. Like let's do that. Let's embrace that. It was truly when you get into this space where you're like, okay. I'm just setting the intention out there and I'm not holding a tight grip on any specific Mm. outcome. Mm -hmm. So that is when I made the candle, you know, the candle was maybe burned once. And then two weeks later, they met the person that they're moving in with the summer. Oh my gosh. That's wonderful. It's it's truly when you are in that space of surrender, of letting that go and just being like, okay, I'm, I'm, I hear you universe. I mm. apparently you have something better in store for me. So I'm going to stop getting in my own way, mm-hmm. stepping on my own mm. feet. And I'm just going to let you do your thing. You know, the minute you truly release that. And I think that's also where fear can come in because we want to hold on to that. It's right, the ego, right. that little shoulder goblin go. <laughs> that tells us to stay in safe spaces, safe mm-hmm. corners. But when we have the courage to really just give yourself a chance. I, I actually think it's not even so much the safe spaces. It's that they believe they have mind f themselves they believe that this is the person and just 
everything, if they listed it all out, the bad things compared to what the good things are, mm-hmm. they would say, if it was a friend of theirs, they'd say, run. Yeah. But their yeah. ego has, yeah. it's not, I don't think it's as much fear with mm-hmm. that. It's their ego saying, I can't let I them can't go. I can't be wrong. It mm-hmm. has to be the love of my life. And I, so, yes, I agree with what you're saying. I, but I think it's ego a lot. When I'm talking 100%. to them, I'm like, you, do you, like, are you one of these people that has to be right? Ugh. The ego is the one that holds us to our own storylines, mm-hmm. those narratives that maybe even other people or our environment kind of paints for us, you know, tells us that we play this character. And then all of a sudden we're assuming that character because another person told us that we're that character. <laughs> um, it's kind of making peace with your own storylines and saying, you know what? I, it's, it's kind of like when you have a favorite book and then all of a sudden you read it for like the 10th time and you're like, oh. That's what that story was about. Yes, right. That was the underlying method. That's what they were telling me this whole time. I get you know? it now. Yes, it's it's things that we don't that we forget to almost dive deep, and it's also we don't always hear things when they're I, said to us. You know? I, I, as you guys know, I perform um, marriages, weddings, mm-hmm. and um, which was a, a very odd coincidence that I I got you know ordained. Um, the year that I got divorced, um, because that's what everybody does when they get divorced. Um, but I am a hopeful romantic, so I'm big about couples living happily ever after. And one of the sweetest things was at one of the weddings, an older man came up to me after I did the ceremony, and he said, oh, that was beautiful. And, everything. and I said, thank you. And he said something to me like about my relationship. And I said, well, I, I don't have anybody. I said, I, I haven't met my soulmate yet. And he put his hand on my arm and he said, trust me when I tell you, your soulmate's out there doing the work they need to do mm-hmm. so that they're Aww. ready for you while you're doing the work you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I actually started to cry. And I said, that's probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. And he said, trust me. He was an angel. He was. He was. But that was. It's. I, I think mm-hmm. that those other experiences, if you can let go of the ego and mm-hmm. say... You know, oh, this is shit. This is not a good mm-hmm. relationship. I mm-hmm. don't feel good. I'm waking up in the morning having panic attacks <laughs> over what's going to happen next. If you can let that go, your soulmate is out there going mm-hmm. through the same exact thing and getting just as strong, getting ready mm-hmm. for you. Absolutely. Because we forget that they're on their path, too. Yeah. Right. And they're not just kind of waiting for you to come, you know, pluck I them I think because we stay in our own lane so much or in our own heads so much trying to find because obviously there's the conception we need to be paired Mm -hmm. Mm. um that we're looking at everybody else having love and relationships and being successful that you think you have to have that Mm -hmm. right so it's it's all a part of that that we think we're doing this alone where other people are doing the same thing Mm -hmm. they're doing the exact same things so and there's you know there's safety and and love in, in numbers, I guess. You know, right. you think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And don't you think when you finally get to that point, that point where you just completely surrender, that's something that that moment stays in your mind forever in your consciousness. Because I can think of like three different times in my life that I finally just completely surrendered, mm-hmm. and it's so vivid. And that's when change happened. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. afterwards, trust me, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It's huge. It's it's actually very empowering. So with all the stuff that I do that is empowering, when you finally let that go, mm-hmm. it's very empowering. It's kind of like um in the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy like wakes up at the end and you know <laughs> oh yeah they're, they're like Dorothy you know snap out of it you <laughs> right know? it's kind of like you one of those there. moments you know <laughs> where she quite literally got sucked out of that storyline that she was just you know going through and mm. she said oh wow and then and then it's that whole thing all the way at the end where she's like oh all of my loved ones are right here in front of me you know this yeah. is right. this is my home this is exactly right. what I was trying to be the whole time. 
What a anyway. good story. Yes. Certain foods mm. that you recommend. I love Oysters. when I say stuff and he goes, mm. I wish that everybody could see it. Like, that's a yes. So do you have certain foods yeah. that people should drink, imbibe, um, taste while they're trying to um, invoke? So, um... <laughs> Other than tequila <laughs> and <laughs> vodka. Uh, so last week, me and Vicky Armsby at Divine Sisterhood, we did um, the Love is in the Air, Love and Angels is in the Air. And we were talking about food and the things that we can consume to feed the heart center, feed the mm-hmm. heart chakra. Ooh. And so, of course they did. <laughs> really, it's 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 going to sound corny, but leafy oh. greens, green foods. Um, oh. Because that goes right with the heart chakra. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's a color association, but it's also that energy that we're feeding into that heart space and really, you know, putting all that love and putting all that intention too. Um, It's also, I really like to do, um, so I use Young Living Essential Oils. And so they've got um, a Vitality line, which is um, oils that you can actually ingest Mm -hmm. and that are safe for you to ingest. And then, so there's lemon, citrus, there's lavender. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. I really am a big fan of that because I think that what you're putting into your body, I mean, we are we're a battery that's what we are right you know so you have to really focus on the mind body soul and when you know those aren't just cliches that people say um so focus on putting things in your body that make you feel good and that make you feel light and that make you feel empowered and and love and compassionate and all that um so yeah i would say um essential oils that are safe to ingest so um, lavender lemon citrus um but also leafy greens fruits vegetables strawberries uh, you know, mm. they don't oh, do chocolate-covered strawberries for no reason. Mm. You know, right. strawberries They're are so very good. old, uh, associated with love and dates they? and things like that. Yeah, um, they just put you in a really nice and anything sweet is auto- is automatically going to you know invoke that that happiness you know in your brain. So it's going to boost that chemical. Green jelly beans. Yes. <laughs> um, green jelly beans. <laughs> because green, I love. Yeah. I love jelly oh my beans. God. <laughs> Seriously. Um, or green M and M's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that always invokes something. I don't yes. know. Um, <laughs> yeah, because for, I, I know um, Alex Bradley. Even during the times that he talks about, you know, bringing in love, mm-hmm. he'll say add cinnamon stick. Yes. to like your oh, tea, yeah. which I do. Mm-hmm. And honey and things like that, because it's supposed to be just what you're saying. It's a sweet um, to to bring in love. And it's fiery. It's passionate. Mm. It's it's mm-hmm. lust. It's it's all these powerful, potent things that all go. It's a facet of the diamond that we call love. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but also, you know, aside from even things that you can just eat, also the things that you just say upon your a lot of just around your day. Just talk about the things you love more often. You know, how many times a day do we talk about the things that you know bothered us today or the things that we don't like? Oh, yeah. But mm. we never really say, "Oh, I love this show" or "I love that." You know, or things like that. Just say, "I love." And then fill in the blanks. Just start mm. saying that more and more around your well, day. I like and that. It's, it's truly the law of attraction. You yeah. know, when you start talking about love, then lo- love's going to surround you energetically. It's a word magnets for that, you know. Right. Um, but if we're always pushing out energy rather than kind of bringing it in and asking for it in, then, you know, you've got a one-way street going on. That's, uh, a, point. that's a really good one. Yeah. Because I do the whole I'm grateful, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. for, And it helps me, obviously, with my business. Mm-hmm. And because I constantly give energy to the things that I'm very positive about, mm-hmm. and it just brings in more into my life. So... That's yeah. That's a really good one. I love. Yeah. And then again, don't forget when you're setting your intentions and talking about goals, manifestation, love. Um, always at the add at the end of it, you know that or something better. You know, that always have to be that open. Or something better. So mm-hmm. important. We need to make sure we put that on the site so that other people that are something better. Mm-hmm. So the lottery, that or something, something better. better. Yeah. <laughs> you did. You did. D Scott win the lottery. I did. 
did? Yes, with, with you us, got right? Michelle and I. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. He's rolling his eyes. He doesn't right know what now. to say. He's like sputtering. No, I do. I just don't want to be rude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, you got hosed, right? You got the booby prize, <laughs> literally. Um, so we talked about crystals mm-hmm. and using rose. We talked about oils, um, candles. Mm-hmm. Now, candles, You, wh- which ones do you recommend? Um, I guess it depends on like what your intention is. Well, because you make you them, need. but do you have ones that you would say, like, I'm going to go to the store and get some candles con- or- colors or how to use them? So if you are if you want to do love, I would always say go for like a deeper red one. Um, you could even do pink if you wanted to. Pink is more of like a very lighthearted, um, very um, jovial kind of energy to it, too. Mm-hmm. So pink's really nice for um, even if you're attracting like friends, you know, friends, yes, family members, I things agree. like that. Um, not necessarily a romantic love. Um, pink would be a really good one for in place of that. But also, if you're somebody who is maybe um, still in that healing stage from mm-hmm. past relationships or just coming back and putting yourself back into the game, I really like yellow candles, too. Really? Yeah, yellow candles I really like, too, just because it's really about... Um, inner power really feeding your own energy and really just being in your space because once you can really you know step into your yeah once mm-hmm. you really step into your uh space that's when you can do all the work that's when you can really accept all those blessings you know so it's whenever you do spell work when you do intentions and manifesting also keeping your needs into account too you know mm. make sure you're doing so- right i mean self-care is the first step all the time you know right but and then deep red for if you're trying to ro- um, do romantic relationships or um even enhancing sex life and things like that you know deeper reds are really good for like that red kind sheets of stuff. right yeah, exactly um so yeah, I would say red candles, you can do pink for different types of relationships, and then yellow if you're focusing on really self-love. Green, also 100% green because it's the heart um, center. Um, and also um, the Archangel Raphael always comes forward when the color green's around. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a certain, is there a certain Archangel we're supposed to do the prayer to? Is it Raphael? Um, so Raphael is really good for healing relationships. I always, when I'm talking about Archangels in love, I always say Haniel. Mm-hmm. Um, is the one I always call upon. Haniel, Joe feels a lot about self-love. Um, Ragwell is about um, relationship harmony um, yeah. and bringing everything kind of into balance for yourself. Um, maybe if you're in a pre-existing relationship and you just kind of want to feed that flame and just kind of keep building that empire, um, that would be a great archangel to work with. Ragwell. Um, I've never heard of Ragwell. I, I actually had it on the one class that I did and it was only because Chef DeMarco made me say, I think, every name for every archangel because yeah. he wanted to hear somebody actually pronounce them <laughs> and i did not realize that they have like three different yes. ways that you can yes. say every single name so i did that i said i'm doing this one and only time <laughs> for a class and it was because he was there and it was like painful for me to do um i had a thought and it t- totally flew out of my head angels angels talks amongst yourselves there for a minute okay. <laughs> oh and then also for even if you're just going back to like the branches of angels the cherubim um always because they're 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 who you're thinking of when you think about cupid the little fat the babies little, little arrows, who are all yeah. about attracting love they are like the epitome of that but also you could even call upon the seraphim which are like the top tier of the angels so they are just love vibration no no specific intention behind that they just operate from that center kind of a nucleus of love energy oh. you know so they're always really good when you're trying to bring in the extra oomph into whatever you're doing um seraphim and cherubim yeah cherubim. i can't and, even <laughs> and then just the love angels in general love angels are literally just millions and millions of them each branch has so many of them and you know 
It, you can just yell out, yes. like, love angels. and just- I always say the angels are super good. They have a really nice HR office. And so <laughs> if you just call out and you just say your intention, they're really good at going to whatever department that needs to go to. You know, you if you want to learn names down the road, that's totally fine if that feels like that's aligned for you. But if you're just, you know, speaking to the, you know, ether, the ether, the power that's be. totally yeah. fine. I also think, too, that our loved ones in spirit mm-hmm. help Mm-hmm. manifest your soulmates mm-hmm. and i have said more than once it's their grandfather and your grandmother that helped bring you two together mm-hmm. so i like do think that there. people <laughs> in their ritual of doing that kind of work needs to um ask their family and spirit to help guide them Absolutely. and give them clarity mm-hmm. because you you might have three options and you need the clarity about who it's supposed to be maybe none of them Right, and then pay attention to your dreams. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandfather, my father comes through um, mainly now. Happy birthday to your dad! Oh, by thank the way, you. In spirit, thank you. Yeah, he he came through a lot on his birthday, and it was it was Good. a lot of fun. We had fun with him on his birthday. Good. <laughs> so, Good. But he um he comes through a lot now. But back before you know when my father was still here in body, my grandfather would come through, and he'd mm-hmm. come through like every three years, and in the dream he would be on the phone. And he would, like, I'd be at my parents' house and the phone ring. it was my grandfather. And I knew he was past, but we'd still have a conversation. He would tell me exactly what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And then he would give me a scavenger hunt for my parents' house with something with his name on it that I didn't know where it was. And that, you know, in real time, mm-hmm. I'd find that. Because he always felt like I needed proof, even though I'm like, we called him Beep. I believe you, he'd give me, like, you know, a reward at the end <laughs> so that I knew it was real. But he was always very specific and would give names. And I think he always came through, but it's when I really worked on remembering my dreams. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think so much comes through that way. Mm-hmm. With, with love and, and everything else. All but the calling on your loved ones, I think, is a big one along mm-hmm. with the angels. And they'll they'll act because that's what they're doing. They're up there. Do you have a certain us. meditation that you use or recommend for people to to manifest love? Meditation for love. Uh, not necessarily specific, like maybe like saying like, oh, like you're in this, you know, rose garden or anything right. like that. I always say love meditations are really good when you're just focusing on being in the flow and just kind of releasing anything that might be in your barrier. So I always just um, start myself, you know, at the bottom of a waterfall and always mm. just in- just imagine that water coming through the crown, going through all of the chakras and just washing all mm-hmm. of that through. Um, just letting go of anything you might be holding on to, just detoxing anything that we might be holding ourselves back about. Um, and then after that, I, you kind of imagine yourself stepping out of the waterfall, going to the side, sit on that earthy ground, and then ground yourself, and then bring that earth energy up through the root and all the way through Ooh, the ground. love it. We're really always charging, good. drawing down energy, but we're never raising energy through and up through. Mm, you know, right. it's it's a... It's kind of like when you go to the pharmacy, you put your information through the tube and it goes to the pharmacist, you know, and then they send back that energy. Oh, right. Then it just to go up and down, you know. Another um, good analogy. Yeah, I'm full of them, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm out there hugging trees. The energy goes up and down. 100%. So. I mean, the earth energy, is, it's not called Mother Earth for no reason. You know, that is lo- love energy. Mother Earth, because we come from the earth. We are the, the you know... <laughs> the dirt on that road is you know embedded in us too on an energetic right, level right. um so yeah pay attention ground yourself with the earth embrace that loving energy and then ground yourself with the universe the loving energy from spirit as well because they're both equally potent and equally mm. you know 
two sides of the same coin, you know. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Love it. So yeah, yeah meditation, being be in the flow and also grounding it. Um, but I also do another one that I've been telling a lot of people lately. It's um calling the crows back home. So imagining mm. yourself being a tree. Um, and so all, your energy that you've given to other people, um, your interactions with other people, mm-hmm. um, past storylines, imagine those being crows off in the world somewhere. And then call your all your crows back. Call oh, all I that love energy it. back. Yeah. Because yeah. crow is... Our magic. Our right, they, they're I magic. And they're, they are, that's um, medicine. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I never thought about so calling call them all back. the birds back like home. That. You know, or even, you know, just back to like when we were young kids, when the streetlights came on, oh, the kids yes. always come home. Yep. Imagine yourself <laughs> turning that streetlight on and all the kids coming back home. I'm getting you know? goosebumps from I know, this. that makes me want to cry. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm using that tonight. That's, that's a good one, too. <laughs> um, so we talked about the oils. We talked about crystals. We talked about candles. Mm-hmm. We talked about rituals. We talked a little about feng shui. Mm-hmm. So really what it kind of comes down to is once you get past the fear mm-hmm. and the <laughs> ego is about loving yourself enough to be loved. Loving yourself enough to be loved and to be bold enough to believe that you your spirits your tribe of people have your best interests out there and that it's absolutely going to come whenever you do any of this work if you don't have that vital part of believing that it's going to work you've already self-sabotaged you know what Mm. i mean because you didn't even believe that what you were going to do was going to even stick you know so you have to really be bold enough to be like listen i'm gonna just go with it i'm gonna put this out there and i know for a fact that it's going to happen a lot of times when people do love spells and things like that they'll they'll randomly say that i got nervous or that i i started blanking yeah. out or uh-huh. they felt very ungrounded it's kind of like your ego kind of putting the brakes a little bit to say okay, well hey. are we sure uh, uh <laughs> you know trying to I do, do this <laughs> interesting you talk about like the self-talk or that thing that you keep mm-hmm. in the back or that not not so much not believing i want to believe yes and one of the things I changed this year about all of this is I have always said, and I kind of did it in a funny or a flip way. I'd say, mm-hmm. well, I never get picked. <laughs> I'm not the girl that gets picked. Mm-hmm. And how self-defeating is that? Mm-hmm. So I could do all, lighting all the candles and all that other stuff. Well, of course you're not going to get picked because you're not picking yourself. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually have stopped myself, even if I was doing it in a kidding way, mm-hmm. I don't say it anymore. 100% be be more militant about <laughs> right, that, about that self narrative and not about what you say about and yourself, don't cut yeah. yourself slack with it be very be very aware of how you're talking about yourself your situations mm-hmm. what you're able to uh, you know get back in your life and don't put a limit on that the minute we put a cap and we try putting you know a top on the pot we don't <laughs> we it, it it just busts open you know what i mean yes. it, we really self limit ourselves so you have to be really ambitious bold enough and just believe that it's absolutely going to happen for That's you right. and that there's nothing holding you back the only thing out there that could possibly hold you back is absolutely yourself yep. you know that's mm, and so that the key is like within cliche, yes. you know but it's it's so true you know this was amazing oh. and tons of information i i thank you again both. oh can you share your information on how to contact you because people yes. will be contacting yes. you yes. go ahead okay so you can contact me you can find me at um on facebook which is jake paul readings you can find me on instagram which is intuitive jake and then also my email which is jake paul bookings at gmail.com um and then my etsy page which is uh readings by jake um, find, <laughs> you, if you go to my Facebook, you'll find the link right there. Um, but yeah, you can find me there, and then also um, follow Divine Sisterhood's page. You'll always see my events right. and my now, workshops. Right now, what are you what are you teaching next? Oh, 
next. So we're actually in the middle of making our March calendar. So please do stay tuned because lots of exciting stuff. You know, because yeah, you do a lot over at Divine Sisterhood. Yes, I'm always amazing. doing readings on on set weekends. You know, there's always opportunities to come and get a session. Oh, that's you know, great, oh. yes. awesome. Thank <laughs> you again so much. Thank you so much for, for being me. here and sharing your information so and information. helping thank, us manifest. Thank you for these lovely. Uh, yeah, gifts. thanks for our <laughs> gifts so too. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So again, to all our listeners, please um, listen, like our page, subscribe, and share it. And let us know if there's topics uh, that you want us to cover, and we'll get somebody in here to talk with us about it. So thank you all again. And um, just a self-plug, I have a show this week at Vapor. There's still tickets available for my two shows at Vapor. So please, if you are interested, yep, come and see me. Um, You can go on the website for either Vapor Nightclub or to my website and buy your tickets. So uh, it's the 20th. I love when he's got like totally February 20th. (laughs) It's February 20th. So uh, hopefully I'll see you guys there. So again, thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.